Well, once again, I want to welcome you to the internationally recognized Inside EMS. And here he is, my international partner, Kelly Grayson. KG, what's going on down there in world famous Pitkin, Louisiana? Now, since we're international, by the way, it is world famous Pitkin, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a sister city we could have in Europe, you know, that's that's sufficient sufficiently riddled with methamphetamine and people with poor dentition. Uh, I just don't know yet. Maybe a third world country somewhere. Uh, that could be a, our, one of our sister cities to Pitkin, Louisiana. You know, I mean, we set up something good and you had to ruin it right away. It just went right down the toilet <laughs> with a flush. I mean, what's up with that? Where, where is your glass half full mentality? Come on. Pit, let me hear Pitkin's the glass a, half full. Pitkin's a lovely place. If it were not for the neighbors. <laughs> How long have you lived in Pitkin, Louisiana? It's it's not really that bad. I, I just I just tease. Uh, Pitkin has a uh, has a bad reputation outside of Pitkin, uh, and and it is kind of a small uh, and let's just say uh, insular community. Uh, I've lived there for eight years, but uh, I ha- heard horrible things about it uh, um, for for years before that. Well, I'm sure that when you moved in, you. Uh you know, increase the quality of the neighborhood. We still need to get our shirts straight out of Pitkin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we need everybody the- on the back. We'll put inside EMS. Uh, everybody could order them from kellygrayson.com. <laughs> so, you know, as we pick our topics, you know, Kelly, you and I mm-hmm. do a lot of work, um, you know, post shows to think about what the next show is. We just don't yeah. lie by the seat of our pants. You know, we do a lot of show prep and we talk uh, and we text and we share things on the internet. And as we were looking at this week's show, we came across one of our peers, one of our friends, EMS one columnist, Ruben Farnsworth did a great article on, do we really need degrees in EMS? Why earning an advanced degree changed my mind. Yeah. And uh, we reached out to Ruben because he's a friend. We have him on speed dial and uh, asked him to be on the show. So here he is the rock star medic, Ruben Farnsworth. Ruben, thanks for joining us on the show. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. Glad to be here. So one of the things that we think about in EMS is the big question, does EMS need to have a degree? And uh, it's the great debate, isn't it? And I've gone back and forth on whether it's yes or whether it's no. And one of the things that I did was I didn't have, I had an, uh, I had an associate's degree in EMS management and uh, I decided to go back and get a bachelor's degree in EMS management. And you and I took the same bachelor's program at Columbia Southern University. And uh, I thought it would be a really great conversation to have because I think you and I are going to have a different perspective in what this looks like. But first off, I think the question that I want to ask you is before you took the program, what was your feeling about do paramedics need to have degrees? So before I took the program, I was adamantly in the camp that we do not need degrees. Uh, without tooting my own horn, I was a very successful, very proficient uh, critical care paramedic. I felt like I had a very, very good knowledge base. I was on the faculty for a paramedic program. I was an FTO. I was a shift captain. Uh, I was a nationally recognized conference speaker. I was reviewing textbooks. Uh, and so I, before taking a degree program, I felt like I was kind of on top of my game as a paramedic and, you know, a, definitely a top tier paramedic. So that's before I took it, that was kind of where I was at. I didn't see a need for a degree 
to be a great paramedic. You know, I was, I was in much the same boat, Ruben, before I went and got my associate degree and working on my bachelor's now. Um, I was, uh, early on in my career, I, I asked why a degree would, would make me a better medic. But, but probably 10 years ago, I, I shifted my thinking in that, that, uh, the, the degree itself probably not going to make me a better paramedic, but it would make me a better advocate for EMS and a better thinker. Um, and, and that's what I discovered in, in taking my college classes to get my degree is that, that even though uh, the classes didn't challenge me intellectually as much as I had thought they would, they, they did uh, require a, a degree of, of uh, um, intellectual rigor that uh, I never had to employ as, as a paramedic. And, and that's one of the things that I, th I think is beneficial to the, it from the degree is that it, it requires a higher level of thinking from us and a, and a better, uh, better means of communication makes us hone those skills a heck of a lot better. And I certainly, you know, having QA run reports as a, as an FTO and, and as a, uh, a manager before, uh, God knows that English classes are desperately needed by many of our, our colleagues. Um, did you find that, that your, uh, your schooling, uh, and in getting your degree challenged you in, in any way, made you shift your thinking as a medic? So I, yeah, I think that's a lot of where I'm coming from. And I think it's necessary. I, I would agree that I did not, uh, it was not an intellectual struggle to get through the classes. Um, you know, it was a grind to do it, obviously, on top of working and everything. But I think mm -hmm. for me, the, the one of the really big things I encountered is, you know, I'd, I'd have an assignment like, uh, you know, I remember I had one assignment where I had to write a driving policy for an mm -hmm. agency. And I went, ah, I've written lots of policies. This is easy. I can write a three-page policy in an hour or two, no problem. Uh, but what it did make me start thinking about was how many policies I was writing that were just based on what was in my head versus yeah. writing a policy that said, hey, um, here's a couple of journal articles that back this up. Here's some actual evidence from the industry of why our policy is written this way. And I think that that's a beneficial piece. Yeah, it, it makes you makes you re reexamine what you know, uh, and uh, rather than just what's in Ruben's head, um, is this truly a best practice or is it my opinion? Yeah, I think that when we think about the curriculum, and, and by the way, I think that the, the Columbia Southern program is one that is uh, challenging. It's one that will give you an opportunity to get to the next step. Um, and, and I encourage everybody to look into it and apply, you know, one class every eight weeks, you tick them away, and then sooner or later, you're going to get to the end. And we don't know where the debate of degree programs go, but we do know that, uh, you know, having an advanced degree is something that uh, is going to be helpful. Now, with that said, you know, so Ruben, one of the things that you talk about in your article is after the program you kind of changed your mind to say that this degree helped you to become a better paramedic. And I was curious about it when I read it. And I'd like you to expand on that a little bit because I want to maybe be a little bit challenging with you and see, uh, you know, kind of debate this fact of what this, uh, what this looked like for you in the end. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, the big, uh, the thing that I felt it made me a better paramedic 
by and large, it made me a far better communicator. And even people I work with, my my EMS chief that I've known for years, uh, even made the comment that I communicated better when I was uh, sitting in a meeting. I articulated ideas better. Somehow, I, I can't even quantify how it happened, but I became much better at listening to understand rather than listening to respond. I'm sorry, what did you say? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that's important. You know, I think uh, it it made me do a better job of when I showed up as a paramedic, it made me think more about, you know, what were my team members thinking? Why did other providers behave the way they do? Uh, you know, what do I need to do to be a better part of the team? What can I do to make my agency better? And it made me just uh, look at myself more and ask, how can I do better? How can I be better? So really then, in the context of what you're saying, it, it gave you more confidence, really, because did it increase your core knowledge in the sense that, all you know, because you even say in the, in the uh, context of your answer, you say, um, I was, I don't know how it happened, but I was listening more. I was, I was a more an effective listener. Um, does it go to confidence or does it go to core knowledge? So I don't think it goes to core medical knowledge, but I think it goes to those, you know, we, we talk about you know, there's an ongoing debate in EMS that we need to do a better job of teaching initial education in the affective domain. And I think I think the degree helps with the affective domain. Um, it's even like I said in the article, right? I, I don't for a minute believe that a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or any of these degrees will make you better at intubation, mm -hmm. better at starting an IV. Um, I think it will make you better at doing an assessment. And it comes back to those skills of, you know, listening better, evaluating information and assimilating information. That's very interesting. You know, one of the things that, you know, we've been in this great debate about degrees for a long time. Right. And as I mentioned, I didn't have a bachelor's degree in EMS. So I went to Columbia Southern University and I took the same program you did, Ruben. And the reason I took uh, Columbia Southern University's program is because Columbia Southern is an agency, is an organization that aligns itself with EMS, right? We look in our publications and the, I mean, they're a great supporter of EMS. They're a great supporter of fire, you know, first response. And I wanted to be able to take a program that was really going to help me in this discussion of our degrees needed in our career field. So here, here was my assumption before I started the program, I was in the, um, I was in the realm of saying, I think we need to get degrees. I think we need to better ourselves. And really, that's what the bottom line is. It, this doesn't work in the sense of, I'm going to get a degree, pay me more money. This goes in the sense of, I'm going to get a degree because it's going to grow me as an individual. And, and Kelly, you know me on this show, mm -hmm. is I'm all about uh, the law of, of progress. Leadership doesn't yeah. develop in a day, but it develops daily. So I went ahead and took this curriculum. It took me just about a year to get through it. And in my career, I was a paramedic, I was an FTO, I was an operations supervisor, I was a clinical coordinator, I was a clinical director, I was an EMS chief. Those, those are my high points in my career. And during my tenure of EMS, I gained a vast level of experience, right? When I went into this course, all my experience transferred to all the assignments that had, there was like one or two classes 
that I had to open a book to read something. And one of the things that I came to was in your experience as a paramedic and then working your way up the chain, you have the opportunity to gain the knowledge you need to pass the classes and you pass the class as well. I didn't get crappy grades by any means. Um, but my end result was even though that I knew everything that they were trying to teach. And I, and I don't want to say I knew everything. I, I got polished in some areas, right? There was some things that I was doing in my career that I didn't know what it was called, but I was doing it anyway. And now I have the formal education on that. But my end result was, even though I knew a lot of the content that was being taught, and let me tell you what, if you have experience, you know, years and years experience in EMS, this, this program is going to be challenging yet um, quick for you. I think we still need a degree. I think that bettering yourself and having that those letters behind your name give you a little bit more confidence, Ruben, give you a little bit more opportunity to grow as you now before um, you know we talk about your growth and development as an entrepreneur. Um, it does give you a little bit more focus. I, I still think we're in the camp to say, did it make me better as a leader? I don't know that it did but it gave me a little bit more opportunity to be successful in my professional development. So I guess Kelly, I'm going to be done babbling. I, I took your question time, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious from the outside of hearing both of that. What, what does that make you think? Can I respond real quick to you, Chris? Go ahead. Thing I bring up is you, know, you made the comment and I would agree that a great deal of the content in the program, I knew you already knew from your experience. But I would throw out the question to you, if you had done that degree program as a new paramedic before you were an FTO, before you were a chief, before you were any of those things, how much better would you have been in those roles and how much faster would your personal development have progressed if you had that base ahead of time? You know, what's interesting is I thought about that during the content during the content I was taking. And here's what I was thinking. So I'm a new paramedic. I go into a bachelor's degree program and now I'm taking operations. Now I'm taking clinical. Now I'm taking some of, because it's very, very EMS specific, right? The, so the question I had was this, Ruben, because you bring up a good point. If I'm a field paramedic and I take these classes now, but I don't have the opportunity to become an operations supervisor for three or four years, how much of that carries over? One, two, how much will change in that time frame as well? So if I start talking about UHUs and I start talking about deploy, uh, you know, deployment analysis and and uh, all those things, is it going to keep me as current as I need to be? So I think you make a great point. That does it at least give you a foundation? I think the answer is yes. How much does that change? But I, I'm not here to go against the fact that you shouldn't be doing this. But I did think about it, so that's a great point. You know, I, I want to go back to, to something Ruben said in, early on uh, uh, b before uh, Chris ran off at a tangent for, for 20 minutes, <laughs> um, uh, that the classes made you a better communicator and you learned how to listen uh, to understand rather than listen to respond. And, and that is something that we see frequently in EMS. We, we see this in our colleagues. They form opinions, and, and those opinions might be right opinions. In fact, the, the right opinion or, or a correct opinion might be even more damaging to us than, uh, than a wrong opinion because we wind up 
validating uh, that opinion, but we never critically examine it. We never look objectively at what we believe, what we think, uh, and and apply some some critical thinking to it and see if it truly is valid. And and that leads us a lot of uh, uh, down a, a lot of uh, uh, wrong paths. And one of the things you know you, you talked about uh, the the listening to understand in the social media responses to your article. I was seeing that exact same thing. You had people that had formed an opinion that that uh, EMS degrees are not necessary and they're not going to make you a better clinician. They're not going to make you better at anything. Uh, and they trotted out the same old arguments, Ruben, that you directly addressed in your article uh, as if, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm correct, they didn't even read your article. They just read the blurb. So, you know, that's, that to me demonstrates the fact that we need something that's going to help us more critically evaluate what we, what we know, what we think we know, uh, and, and more formal education for me is the answer. Well, I agree with that. You know, and I think too part of the, you know, to me, I got into there, you know, people bring up the argument about, you know, we'll pay me more and then I'll get the degree. But when you look at the other allied health professions, right, I mean, nursing, you know, there was a time when you could go work with a nurse in a hospital and become a nurse, right? Like mm -hmm. basically an apprentice program for nursing. Yeah. And now, you know, BSN is rapidly becoming the standard for nursing. Well, I know my sister, when she went through her BSN program, I don't know if this is reflective of all programs. I have not been through a BSN program, but, you know, like she didn't learn to start IVs. She came to me and said, hey, can I get into one of your IV classes? Yeah. I need to learn how to start IVs. And I thought that was really, it really hit me as interesting that they didn't teach IVs in a BSN program. It wasn't about hard clinical skills. It was about patient care and management and other things to make better nurses. Making them better evaluators of information, you know, give them a, a better BS filter. Yeah, I think that, I think that's really funny, Kelly. But I think that one of the <laughs> things that, you know, I've seen a lot of programs and I think that may be a one-off, Ruben, because I know a lot of uh, BSN programs and um, specifically a couple that just graduated. I mean, their clinical track was, you know, one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm working, you know, everybody knows in the transition of EMS to the community paramedicine space, and I'm working with a commercial payer, and we're now moving that into Medicaid. We're actually taking some of those nurses. I'm going to get eight intern nurses to work with me in the program as part of their clinical, uh, as part of their community service uh, clinical. But one of the things that I think we want to, you know, get to a point of getting ready to sum up here, I think it was an incredible article, Ruben. I think it gave us the opportunity to kind of think about our own professional development. And when we think about this from a degree standpoint, let's stop the discussion. Does a degree make you a better leader? Does the degree make you a better paramedic? I think you want to be able just to say, will it allow me to grow in my professional development? I want to encourage everyone who's listening that wants to get a degree to go to Columbia Southern University and just apply and just give them your paramedic credentials. And you get a lot of credits for your paramedic school. And it almost takes half of your credits away if you went to a, a, a college program or something like that. But just one class, one class every eight weeks. I want to encourage everybody to do that. Even more importantly, if you do it, I want you to get on the link of this show and I want you to say that you did it. 
And I want to go ahead and be as supportive. Kelly, I'm sure you do as well. We want to be as mm -hmm. supportive as we can be to um, your professional development. It's all about the journey that you take. It's all about the law of process. You know, leadership doesn't develop in a yep. day. It, de it develops daily. And leadership is all about influence. But Ruben, I'm going to let Kelly give you a, a final question because that's just the way we do things here. As I start, <laughs> he finishes. But when you think about this from the standpoint of uh, your experience, Talk to the people that are out there. I mean, because you were a guy, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And you were a guy who was like, you know, I'm, I'm, there's no reason for me to do this. I don't need to do this. But you eventually said, you know what? I need to do this. So talk to the people who are out there and kind of, you know, give them a little bit of your perspective as to the why and, and what it really meant for you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and interestingly, I have to say, you know, Chris, you were you were one of the people that was instrumental in encouraging me to go get a degree um you know even when i started on it i you know my initial thing honestly i i thought i was punching my ticket to pad my resume i was tired of applying for different jobs and getting told that uh hey you're the most qualified candidate but you don't have a degree so you're going to go in the circular file um and uh i started out doing it to pad my resume, I started out doing it because I wanted to set a good example for my daughter. And mostly I started out doing it purely for personal reasons and not professional reasons. But I, since I have gotten this degree, I finished my degree in 2020. And uh, I have, goodness, the opportunities that have come my way since I added Bachelors of Science and EMS Administration to my resume have been amazing uh it's catapulted things that are happening in my career and opportunities have come my way and i'm with you chris i highly encourage anybody if for no other reason than to better yourself uh go get a degree and i think what you will find is you will find opportunities where the degree pays off professionally it pays off financially and i i firmly believe it's just the way to go I think it's what we need. I want to. I want to ask you a, a final question, Lee, and we'll we'll end on that note. Uh, Ruben is. <clears throat> I know that you and I are of like minds on this, but I want to give you the opportunity to to state it. How do you respond to those people that say, "Well, pay me more, um, and, and I'll get a degree." The the uh, uh, how are we going to be able to afford a bachelor's degree on a paramedic salary? And, and and that sort of thing. Um, how do you respond to to that argument? Well, I would the way I would respond to that is if you are a uh, if you are a person that's wanting to enter the EMS profession, you don't go to an agency and say, "Pay me a EMT wage, and then I'll go to EMT school." And if you're an EMT basic working on a service, you don't go to your chief and say, "Start paying me paramedic wages, and then I'll go to paramedic school." And so I think you can't uh, you you can't ask for a reward until you demonstrate a that you've done something to be deserving yeah. of that reward. Yeah, I, I call it the McDonald's mentality, um, and what's in it for me, and and you know it, it's only human to to think what's in it for me, but but it occurs to me that that one of the reasons our pay scales are so low is because our revenue pool is so finite because the rest of the healthcare professions look at us as a transport function and not as medical care providers. And the way to shift that paradigm uh, is to 
is to legitimately become medical providers in the eyes of the rest of healthcare and in the regulators, uh, be better gatekeepers through ET3 and or whatever grows out of ET3. And the way, way that's going to happen is through better education. Uh, but hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Have you gone back to school? Have you gotten your degree, an associate or a baccalaureate degree? How tough did you find it? How expensive was it or how affordable was it? Or do you think a degree is unnecessary? And tell us why. And rather than just trot out the same old reasons, read Ruben's article and then tell us why. Email us at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Sabalero and our special guest this week, the rock star paramedic, Ruben Farnsworth. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week. 